Greetings in Jesus' worthy name this morning. It's a real privilege we have to meet here this morning. You know, it just would have been very fitting if we had a communion service. <laughs> Set the tone really good for that. I've always enjoyed that song. <clears throat> it's nice to get to hear it again. I did notice it, it does help if people have one eye on the leader. At least there's more unity. And I think that's kind of the way it is in church life. We have one eye, both eyes on Jesus. There's more unity, brings us together. Really enjoyed that song. There's a phrase in that song that always speaks to me. Did you notice it? May I never, never outlive my love for thee. That's true. I tell you, when we think of what Jesus did for us, we, we want to love him and with all the bombardments and bombardments of temptations we have with us. It's blessed to know that if we're faithful, he's faithful to us. First mm. Thessalonians 5.23 says, The very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless into the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> That's a loaded verse. It's a beautiful verse. The very God of peace sanctify you holy. <clears throat> I'm glad that God is a God of peace. And he come to bring peace. And he always does and always will bring peace. That doesn't mean the circumstances around you will be peaceful. It means in your heart there will be peace, Okay. It's a beautiful picture to see a person in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of trouble, in the midst of uh, chaos, the way it can be, that you can tell their spirit has peace. And it says, and of course we know that can only be done by following the Prince of Peace. It says the God of Peace sanctify you wholly. Sanctify is to make holy. So may God help us be holy and stay holy. And you holy, it means completely. Make you holy, 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 completely holy, okay? What an interesting phrase. The, the, the peace, so peace wants to sanctify us. Do you ever think of that? It's an interesting thought. And he said, then he goes on to say, that'll be your spirit, soul, and body. Well, I praise God when we give our heart to Jesus, we know peace. A person cannot really know inner peace without knowing Jesus. And I praise God, everybody that knows Jesus and is following him wholly knows inner peace. And what a blessing. And so he says, you know what, that's going to affect your whole demeanor, your emotions, everything you do shows that you have peace. What a blessing. And then, then we can stay following him till he calls us home to be with him. Well, how do we get that? I already mentioned it some. Acts 10, 36 says, the word of which God sent unto his children, the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. There's no other way to get peace than Jesus Christ. You know, I know the uh, 
Many people try to find peace, and everybody does enjoy circumstantial peace. And the circumstances around us, we enjoy that. I've seen people in a peaceful setting pick a fight, argue. You know why? They didn't have inner peace. It's a trouble. And I've seen people in an argument around people where there's turmoil. And you know what? They wasn't riled up. They had inner peace. Amazing. We all, this is Christians, okay? This is Christian. This is our walk. Jesus, peace. Now let's, uh, I'd like to start by looking at Ephesians 2, verses 13 to 15. This message has a good, do, good bit to do with council meeting because the first question we ask, do you have peace with God? What a blessing. And of course that directly relates to you have peace with your fellow Christians. It's the second question. And uh, really it is a tremendous struggle, almost impossible to have peace with our fellow Christians if we don't have peace with God. And that's very noticeable here. Ephesians 2 uh, verse 13 says, And now in Christ Jesus, you who were once were far off, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And he himself is our peace, who has made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is, the law of commandments contained in the ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man, from the two, thus making peace. Excuse me. And there it says it very plainly. We were all alienated from Jesus Christ. Before you accepted Jesus, everyone was alienated from Jesus Christ. And they were far off. They were enemies. And they did not know Jesus as their Savior. They did not have real inner peace. And he says then, and he himself is our peace. I thank God when we as, as mankind accept Jesus as our Savior and repent of our sins, we get some things. And one of them is uh, we get his presence in us in the form of the Holy Spirit. And we also, we get peace within. If, if we tell you... Uh, if a person did not get peace within their hearts when they accepted Jesus, we need to come back for full surrender. Because it's there. Thank God it's there for the offering. And of course we get the Holy Spirit. We know we get the fruits of the Spirit, which the third one is. I mean the third part. Because it's all fruit of the Holy Spirit. is Love, joy, peace. And you have love in your hearts. That affects how you have, relate to your fellow man. You have joy in your hearts. They even show on your faces at times. And you have peace when you're hard. When you have peace, it's easy to have a smile, isn't it? When there's turmoil around it. And what a beautiful uh, thing to realize that Jesus cared that you and I have peace with him. To give us that blessing, it is a gift from God. All good things come from Jesus Christ. It's a gift from God that you and I can have peace. No wonder Paul, when he started his letters, most of them he wrote, Grace be to you and peace from God and from the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what he wants to say to us this morning. 
Yes, his presence brings peace. And he cares about us having peace, thus living in peace. I know there's peacekeepers around, and in nations they, they try to find peace, but thank God every Christian has peace within. No wonder Jesus said, not many, not too many hours before his crucifixion in John 14, 27, he said, peace I leave with you. Now, I don't know if it's just like a gift out here. I'm going to leave it here. But he wanted to do my peace, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And he knew what was coming. He knew there was going to be some troubling time coming in the near future for his disciples because Jesus was going to die. And he knew it. He said, look, you can go through troubled times and I'm going to give you a gift. Only, Christ, only Christians have this gift. Nobody else gets it. The peace of Jesus. The peace of Jesus. What a treasure. What a treasure we have. Do you think about that? When you answer that first question, you have peace with God. It's a gift from God. It's a treasure from him. And we can have it. Because Jesus died for our sins. And we're following him faithfully. He says, there, the, the, uh, he himself is our peace. Jesus is our peace. He explained it a little bit more. God explained it a little bit more. In Romans 8 verse 6 where it says, For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. I praise God we as Christians here this morning, we have the life of Jesus within us, and we have the peace of Jesus in our hearts. And what, 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 a, what a beautiful treasure we have in this day and age when there's very little peace around. No wonder Christians shine like beacons. No wonder they shine. Yes, his presence brings joy and peace. There's an opposite side to that. The scripture says in Isaiah 48, 22, there is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. Now you know there's some non-Christians that live a fairly peaceful type of lifestyle. They're not argumentative. They're not, uh, they're not just out and around always trying to be a pain to other people. But they do not have inner peace. No one has inner peace unless they're right with Jesus. And so he said that since that person has not accepted Jesus in their life, they have no peace. They might put on being peaceful, but they have no peace. <clears throat> and so he laid very plainly, look, wickedness and no peace. You know, <clears throat> have you ever struggled with your peace? Personal question. I have. I won't deny it. You know, anytime we as uh, Christians uh, let the cir our circumstances get us down. Is this phraseology you can understand? Friends, I tell you, we can lose our peace. We can lose our peace. When we let, uh, uh, I don't know how to say this, not to be too strong, but when, you know, have you ever been laid out or had accusations against you? 
you know, that can, that can affect your peace. It doesn't need to, okay? The point is, it doesn't need to because our peace is found in Jesus Christ, not in external circumstances. So it's seen very plainly. I'd like to read a few verses from Philippians 4. Now, you know Philippians 4, 8. Uh, that's, that should be something you probably know by heart. What you think? Now, look. That is meat for the sandwich. Luke was right before it and right after Philippians 8. Philippians 4, verse 7 to 9. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. So he said this peace of God, for a Christian, it entails everything in their life. I'll tell you, this is, uh, okay, it's beyond comprehension, so you want to think about it a little bit, okay? I mean, it's just since it's out, of, we can't hardly totally understand it, I mean, we just forget it. It says it's going to keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. It affects your thinking. It affects how you relate to your brothers and sisters in the church when they do something that's offensive. It affects your thinking, okay? It makes all the difference. He said, it got... It keeps your hearts and minds. Then it goes on to the familiar verse. It shows all the way of thinking, the different, uh, how Christians think. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true. Now think about what you hear, what you see, what you find out. Listen, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good, of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. He's basically saying, if you don't think on the, the things that are lovely, and not everybody's lovely, are they? You don't think about them, okay? You think about the lovely things of Jesus. You think about lovely things in the brotherhood. You, you, you know, it, it, it actually... It takes an act of your will to think this way. It takes an act of your will. You have got to choose to think on Jesus and the way Jesus wants you. So whatever's true, that leaves a lot of the garbage out that you might see or read. I would leave some of that out probably because there's, there's always those things that are beckoning. What everything are honest. Well, it's hard to know what's honest nowadays. What sort of things are pure, just, and what's everything pure, that, okay, that... that that puts a whole host of things that you can see and think of out. What's everything's are lovely and good report. I'm going to only think about this way about my brothers and sisters. See, if you, if you let the peace, the peace of God guard your hearts and minds, you know what? It'll amp up brotherhood. It always will amp up brotherhood. In fact, your life will be much more uh, calm and serene and pleasant. Even in the environment you're in. You might have a hostile work environment. Things in family might not be going. The larger family might not be going where it should. You know what? If we let the peace of God roar our hearts, it'll change things. Oh, and I've read verse 9. Philippians 4 verse 9. These things which ye have both learned and received and heard and see in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Oh, it's a guarantee. It's a commandment. He said, look, you, you by act of will, I am God's. I'm following Jesus. He's given me his peace. And it's going to rule my life. It's going to rule my thinking. 
you know what? These, what's true, I'm going to go for truth, which is the word of God. If people would spend a lot more time in the word of God and a lot less trying to find out truth otherwise, it would be a lot better off. And the things that are just and fair, I'm going to stay away from impurity. I'm going to think on pure things. I'm going to think good about my brothers and sisters. You know, that's going to be my new nature. When I say new nature, we're not born think, living this, thinking this way, are, are we? We're not really born thinking this way. This is called the new creation in Christ Jesus. You know what? It's a lovely way to live. It's a lovely way to live. It's a challenge, though. It's a challenge, but it's a lovely way to live. And he said, look, you, you follow these commandments. You live in this environment. You have your mind saturated with the peace of Jesus. You know what's going to happen? God's going to be with you. I'm gonna, God's going to be with you all the time. This type of person that thinks this way will get along well in brotherhood. They'll be a great church member. They support church. They come to church. They want to be there. And they want to encourage people in the Lord because they have the peace of God and they want it to spread abroad. So peace of God is going to roar in their hearts. And this kind of person is going to get along well. You know, some people get along with other people. And that isn't always indicative they have the peace of God because you know what? You can get along with other people and hide sin. You know, we can't be the ones that hide sin. But we want to be those. But one thing for sure, if we have the peace of God rolling our hearts, we'll be peaceable church members. We won't be chronic complainers. We won't be nagging, picking on each other. We could be exhorting. Now, I want to be scriptural here. We can exhort one another. And so you're at the other end of exhorting every now and then. That's where God loves us. And yet, we won't be those that... Uh, or we'll be those that are upbuilding one another in the most holy faith. We won't be known to be a trash talker. Be around some people, and I remember, well, he's a trash talker. That's a terrible thing. That's a terrible thing. And, uh, and we won't be those that, well, I can't see any good in that person. The person wouldn't say that, but sometimes when I hear people speak, they, oh, they can't see nothing nothing even good about that person look at that list lovely Philippians 4 8 sandwiched by peace it brings peace and that mind that thinking is what we all want to have no wonder it says in Isaiah 26 3 thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee mm -mm. Perfect peace. Now, I thought peace was pretty good, but how about perfect peace? And uh, I looked at that, and I didn't really find any way to describe it other than it just transcends all human peaceful thinking, okay? Keep with perfect peace. God wants to give you perfect peace within your soul and your heart, whose mind is stayed on thee. And you have to think... The mind is a very important part because we talked about thinking already. <clears throat> so this person's mind, when they get up on Monday morning, it's thinking about Jesus. They're thinking about how many bags they're going to fill this week. 
They're not thinking how many cows they might milk. I'm not trying to pick on anybody in particular. But, uh, in other words, their main focus and mind is stayed on following Jesus 24-7. Is that too strong? I don't get it. If I get it, it stayed. What stayed mean? It means it never left, okay? It never leaves. Now, God knows that we have vocations. But still, too many times, minds get stayed on their vocation. How can I make more money this week? And you know not that a person don't try to be efficient and good managers. That is good. But their mind should not be stayed on their business. I didn't hear any amens. But that's what it says. Whose mind is, they should, their mind should not be stayed on their next entertainment. Their mind should not be stayed on the next time they get on, on their phone and watch video. Their mind should not be stayed on the next uh, pleasure, earthly carnal pleasure they can get. Their mind, see, he said, Jesus will keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Stayed on him. That's what God wants. I tell you, friends, this is a real blessing from God whose mind is stayed. Wow. That's going to be a person that loves the Lord. Yes, they, they go to their vocation, but their vocation is just an avenue of promoting the kingdom of God. That's where Jesus lived, promoting the kingdom. But so many times the world beckons and our mind gets fixed on something else. And you know what? Then all of a sudden, you know, reading the Bible isn't near as enjoyable. Can't find, can't find time for it. Too busy. Too busy. Can't find time. Didn't have much time to pray. Don't have time to come to church on Wednesday evening. Didn't have time for that. You know, and all of a sudden, you know what? Their mind is not stayed on Jesus. And they're losing their peace. And you know what? We can trust God all the way for following him. Because even in this world, when things seem to go spiral out, and there is a lot of chaos in this world, let me tell you, if our mind gets stayed on the world environments, and world politics, you're going to lose your peace. Now, I praise God we don't need to. We can be those that our mind is stayed on Jesus. Well, there's some more encouragement in Isaiah. Isaiah 48, 18. Oh, that thou hadst hearkened to my commandments. Then had thy peace been as a river and thy righteousness as the waves of the sea. Yes, he said, we, heart, we obey his command. We love his commandment. We love his presence. We love his joy and peace. We love that inner peace. And he said, then it is like, your peace is like a river. When peace like a river. When peace like a river. What a beautiful, beautiful song. What a beautiful thing to think of. That's what he wants us to have. It should be gushing. You know, we had enough rain yesterday or the day before back there where I live that the rivers got up and they were rushing. And you could tell uh, they had some power. It, they, were, they were really, go it was going downstream. It was working good. You know, there's a lot of power involved when peace 
like a river attendeth my ways. Yes. It's a beautiful thing to realize and experience. No wonder two chapters just a little bit later, not much after the verse I said about Jesus giving you peace. He said these things, uh, John 16, 33, these things I have spoken to you that you might you might have peace. In the world ye have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. What a wonderful God we serve. That leads us into all truth. He said look. You know you get worldly minded. You get, you get the mind of the world. In, in, in the way you're thinking. You're, and you're, you're wanting. You're driven by materialism. And the things of this world. He said. You're going to have tribulation in this world. And there is a fair bit. They don't seem to understand us Christians. But they didn't understand Jesus either. And so you have good company. He said, I'm supposed to you that you might have peace. Don't look around to the world. Don't look to your circumstances in the world to bring you peace. He said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In other words, I think he was saying very plainly, we as his as fellow believers, we must overcome the mentality of the world to maintain peace with Jesus. And it's very true. It's very true. And yet it's challenging uh, because of the way people act and treat us. Sometimes that's challenging. There's a verse in Psalms 119, 165. You've probably heard. You might even know it by heart. Um, let me think. How's it go? Great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them, right? Great thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Hmm. I find that very inspiring and very challenging. You ever found it that way? To realize that God's peace, we can live in such a way that his inner peace transcends all circumstances, even nothing can offend him. That means when somebody comes and, and uh, lays you out, okay? I've heard even people say, and that could be this. They, were, they threw me under the bus. <clears throat> I wonder what size bus that was. But anyhow, they threw me under the bus. I'll tell you, friends, and nothing shall offend them. Why? Because of the peace of God in their hearts. You know, some people wear their feelings on their shirt sleeves, and I hope that will be said of none of you, of us. But, you know, if you do that, you're going to be offended a lot. Because, because there's something way more stabilizing that we can have and relate to, and that's the gift of God in the form of peace in Jesus. In the form of peace. And nothing shall offend them. Now that's not a person that's easily offended, is it? That's not a person that's going up and down emotionally all the time. This brings stability. See, when peace rules, there's stability emotionally. Isn't it beautiful? That's amazing. Well, there's a couple more verses we ought to think about. Colossians 3, verse 14 and 15 says... And above all these things put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. 
to the which ye also are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Now, let the peace of God rule, okay? We like it there. We want it there. We want it to be maintained. But let it rule. Let it rule, okay? That means govern, to umpire, okay? When you purchase a major item, I don't know, I hope you think about what would Jesus want me to buy or do. When your vocations, in your recreation, what would Jesus want me to do and not do? Okay? Because if he's going to rule in our hearts, he's going to have to, san he's going to, have to sanctify our appetites. Does that make, he's going to have to, he, he will. That's where we started. Peace of God, sanctify you holy. He's going to have to sanctify our desires. He wants to rule in our heart, and that's that new heart he gives us. He said, look, that's going to govern what you say. That's going to govern how much you love him. That's going to govern how much time you spend on uncertain items that encroach on uh, following God. That's going to govern that. It's going to govern Everything you do, it's going to govern. Does this, will this help maintain my peace with Jesus? Or is this going to affect it negatively? Because see that fellowship, we have peace with Jesus, then we have fellowship with him. Then we have fellowship one with another. And, it's, and, it's, and it just keeps growing. But sometimes, and the devil always wants things to erode. You know, they're not going to think about it. When they do this, uh, they're going to love this. But you know what? They're going to be losing their peace. Have you ever noticed that? see that in others, don't you? Never see it in ourselves, but we see it in others. Look, he wants that peace to rule in our hearts. And then he says, you know what? When it rules, it brings us together in fellowship. We're one body. We're working together. We're blessing to one another. We're praising God. We're edifying one another. You know what? The peace of God is ruling. And that's what he wants. And then we're thankful for our church. We're thankful for Jesus. We're thankful for each other. No wonder it says in 2 Corinthians 13, 11, Finally, brethren, farewell, be perfect. Like that? Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. Shall we bow our heads for prayer? <clears throat> Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you we can meet in your presence and look into your word this morning and be again enthralled by your good plan of salvation for us. Thank you for our Sunday school lesson. We could again review Jesus, your son's death on our behalf and shedding his blood to redeem us from our sinful nature. Lord, I thank you that you live within us by your spirit and you guide us into all truth. You help us to follow you, Lord. Thank you for the gifts you give us of love and joy and peace and fellowship with you. We're so thankful to, to have a good, loving brotherhood, Lord, that we can enjoy. And Lord, this morning, as we... Uh, have this council meeting, Lord, I just pray that we will be open and honest before you and be doing our part to maintain that peace, enjoy that peace, and spread that peace to others that you give us. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray.
Amen.